And now, my beauty, something with poison in it, I think. With poison in it, but attractive to the ear and soothing to the smell. Ha 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 ha. Zombie takeout. Zombie takeout. Zombie takeout will put them to sleep. Sleep. Now they'll sleep. Welcome to episode 500 of Zombie, Zombie Takeout. Takeout. It only took us, what, 13, 14, almost 14 years to get here? Something like that. <laughs> That's a lot of episodes, though. 500? Oh, Come yeah, on. Yeah. Before <laughs> we get to this week's movie, um, something I wanted to mention, and this is going to sound odd, um, but there's a YouTube channel I've been watching a lot of lately called Whiskey Tribe. Okay. It's about whiskey. Even though I don't really drink, um, the hosts are really interesting, really entertaining, which is really a lot of my YouTube and podcasting diet. It's not so much I'm into the topic. more So, so I wouldn't mind a crossover with these guys. Yeah. Now you've sold me on that already. More so I'm, I'm, I'm entertained by the hosts. Although it has piqued yeah. my interest in some stuff. I wouldn't mind trying at some Isla. Um, but the hosts have some really kind of disturbing similarities to us. I mean, like us, they have the whole straight man buffoon thing going. Hmm. Which one's which? <laughs> well, in their case, well, they're they're close, I'm guessing close to our age. Uh, they yeah. both, you know, have, you know, gray beards. Um, the buffoon has long gray hair. Oh, the sh- no. The straight man <laughs> has a shaved head. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you can't see us, but I have a shaved head and Scott has long gray hair. Yeah. Um, and we both have gray beards. Um, yeah. The straight man is noticeably shorter than the buffoon. Um, I use a wheelchair, so. And Scott's fairly I, tall on his own right, so yeah, I am I'm noticeably saying, shorter. I don't think we've ever stood together side by side for some reason. But theoretically, I am <laughs> noticeably shorter. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the straight man is also a musician. I mean, it would be hilarious after all these years you just stood up and yep. you were like seven feet tall and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh! Were it not for the disability, I'd probably be like 6'5". Oh, yeah? Um, I'm like 5'10 with it. Um, I, it's uh, it's uh, that much. I mean, I'm like 6'1". Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the straight man's also a musician, a singer, guitar player. Um, Daniel Whittington, if anybody's heard of him. Um, so yeah, I was just... As I'm watching this channel, I'm I'm putting the dots together and seeing all these similarities. For, obviously, first it was the appearance thing, <laughs> and it was just interesting. And it's a really interesting channel if you have any interest in, in whiskey. Um, I do, actually. But, I mean, the funny guy can't be as funny as I am, right? <laughs> you, Neither of you have an off switch, I'll put it that I way. I thought you were going to say, neither of us are funny. <laughs> you both have your moments, just, but neither of you has an off switch. Um that well neither of you are really funny (laughs) (laughs) and we also finally have some listeners submitted from bodo he tweeted us saying kylie minogue christmas wrapping with a link to the video for kylie minogue's cover of the waitress's christmas wrapping and said y'all have a happy holiday season see you for the big 500 maybe i'll live for 500 more oh awesome Uh um (laughs) i mentioned how long it took to get here a minute ago (laughs) 
And finally, on to this week's movie, which is from 1939. Still not our oldest movie. The Wizard of Oz. Yes, for this auspicious occasion, we went for the most popular movie of all time. Uh, it's We've used the phrase Wizard of Oz moment, maybe not recently, mm-hmm. but like in the early years, yeah, yeah. we definitely, or at least I know I did, mm-hmm. I went to the right. this moment where everything just changes in a movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, you know, the scene here, obviously, where it goes from black and white to color, yeah. or where the song Money plays, if you... If you've managed to get the third lion to hit oh, play. Okay. Uh, interesting. <laughs> and, of course, that brings us to the impromptu plots of Amari, sponsored by Dreams. Sometimes that's all it was. And also brought to you by populism. It is it is essential that you do not think about it. Mm-hmm. All right. We need to think about it. <laughs> so, in fact, I mean, he's literally encouraging you, don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Ah, right. So we have a young girl in Kansas. Um, not very colorful there. Hmm. Um, More sepia than black and white. <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. Um, they're not very good farmers either because uh, it's obvious the weather is going to shit. And, it's uh, kind of no, no one seems to be all that concerned with it until the tornado is literally on top of them. <laughs> so yes, spoiler alert. There's a tornado in Kansas, and it uh, takes the uh, the farm away, and um, the uh, great gig in the sky. Um, See, you would think there's no need for an impromptu plot summary with this movie, because literally everyone has seen it. Yeah. But it's very entertaining to see how you connect things. <laughs> so, uh, and of course, uh, she... Well, she had been out wandering about because her dog had been kidnapped and was going to be executed. And uh, she gets her dog back and wants to run away to keep the dog from getting killed. Well, more accurately, the dog gets out of the um, picnic basket he was being carried in and runs off. The dog was carelessly carried in a picnic basket without a... uh, without closing the top and of course the dog just said fuck this i'm out of here you know this movie would be so much better if the dog could just talk props to both of us for not pronouncing it like yogi bear (laughs) the picnic basket okay (laughs) the um so the dog uh, makes a break for it finds his way back uh and then she meets some con man fortune teller guy uh, who tells Creepy who mystic much... as I call him in my notes. <laughs> What's that? Creepy oh, mystic. mystic as I call him in my notes. Yeah. Who, who you know, he, do, he uses his powers for good to get her to go back home. Uh, but that's when the tornado strikes and uh, she takes uh, uh, something to the head and uh, we are transported. Not like that. In... Get your head out of the gutter. Yeah. What? Dude, no. She's... She's, I mean, kind of a minor at this point. She's yeah. 17. Well, theoretically, the character is. <laughs> no, I think she was 17 at the site. She was? Yes. I thought she was like in her 30s. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think, yeah, I think 22. Um, so now Junior they're... Junior was tra- hitting the stuff even that young. <laughs> they are trans... Yeah, yeah, she was totally actually. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was kidding. Anyway, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a good story. Mm. But anyway, they are transported to this uh, world of color 
the, the Wizard of Oz moment that we discussed before happens where, you know, the song Money Starts. <laughs> um, and uh, her, she was in the house and the house crashed into Oz and it killed the uh, the Wicked Witch of the East. Uh, she is met by a supposed good witch who um, starts the celebration of said death. And uh, the the Munchkins at uh, I think in the book they have like a banquet and stuff mm-hmm. and that goes on even longer of singing her praises for killing this witch. Uh, of course, the person that is not happy about this is this witch's sister, the Wicked Witch of the West, who uh, comes in, uh, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin style practically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great visual too, by the way. The red cloud and yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the visually black for outfit. its time, this movie is fucking stunning. This movie must have made heads explode yeah. in 1939. <laughs> this this movie is Star Wars, you know, in I'm the 30s without a doubt. Star Wars wasn't as good as this in some ways. Oh no, effects I mean, wise. Effects wise, people. I mean, did Star Wars of the 70s? Mm-hmm. They were like. They, that, the, the episode of that 70s show summed it up where they waited in line all episode, uh-huh. went to see it, and then at the end of the episode, they just go back to the back of the line for the next show and mm-hmm. see it. It was really like, what did we just fucking see? <laughs> From a 2023 perspective, I, I think the, um, this moon tops George in a couple of ways. Oh, I mean, well, visually, filmmaking-wise, sure. Um, That's what just I mean, the, the use of color and everything too, but uh, I mean nobody had seen a space battle like Star Wars before that. You know? Oh, I mean we're uh, the Star Wars generation. Obviously, you know it, it was revolutionary. I'm just saying that Wizard of Oz, like you couldn't see the cutouts on the, you know, some of the ships and that sort of thing. I mean there were some hideous effects too in this. Like, oh yeah, true. There were, anyway. there were mats that were just, mm-hmm. I mean, oh my God, what you would go through all this trouble of budget and everything for things and not make an actual scene and just mm-hmm. re- rely on mats that it's much. Only painting. Oh my God. I mean, there were very obvious bad paintings. No, I was referencing Camelot. It's only a matte oh. painting. Well, yeah, this movie does seem very Holy Grail, mm-hmm. too. Um, anyway. As we get into the plot here. Um, she, of course, meets the... Uh, well, the witch says she's going to get her. I mean, there's a lot of Scott evil in this of, like, well, she's right there. You <laughs> can just get her, like, right now. Mm. But instead decides to make an elaborate exit. Uh, she does that several times in the movie. Mm. Uh, you're just like, she throws a fireball and then just disappears. And it's like, well, if you could fucking throw a fireball, why, why wouldn't you just <laughs> keep doing that? <laughs> ah, but I could only throw one. Uh, so yeah, she picks up her her she assembles her party along the way, a scarecrow who would like to have a brain, um, a lion who oh, the Tin Man first who would like to have a heart, mm-hmm. and uh, the lion who uh, lacks courage, and um, is literally a friend of Dorothy. I think. See, I was thinking about that. Thinking that about the Tin Man, he came up cross very good. They they literally had a bow in the lion's hair, true, <laughs> true. and and they used terms like sissy and stuff to you know. Yeah, it was 39. kind of it's thirty nine. Uh, we can't expect 
mm-hmm. any semblance of political correctness at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, assuming that somebody who who was uh, that way wasn't a kick-ass fighter, um, mm. there we say, never pick a fight with the, you know, yeah. The drag queen because oh, yeah. she knows how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Kick your ass. <laughs> I'm not afraid to fight. Um, so they, yes, the witch t- torments them. Um, she has, she winds up getting sent to this wizard who actually, yes, that's the whole mission. They're going to go to this right. wizard who uh, is going to give them everything they want. And uh, Dorothy wants to get home. Yeah, Dorothy wants to get home. They have their other things. Uh, they get to the wizard, and uh, he tells them that uh, he can give them whatever they want, but they have to go and kill the witch, pretty much. He, he, he says to bring back her broom, but that means, of course, mm-hmm. they, there's no That's other way the he can bring back the room. It's, you know, you've got to kill the witch. Yeah. And so, of course, they head on this mission, uh, they they find out whatever they had. They really have with them all along, you know. The yeah. the Friends scarecrow along the way. The scarecrow has his brain. The lion really has courage, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. um, well, it, but really makes some interesting points there. But we'll get to it. Uh, and of course, all three of these things are allegories in the book for you know the steel industry, mm-hmm. the agricultural well, industry, yeah. and uh, and I believe. The the uh, the military, <laughs> the lion, and he did not like how they fought the Spanish American War. He mm. believed they uh, lacked courage. Ah. <laughs> Is what I'm gathering from his uh, the the original authors. There, there's a lot of jumbled things to this movie for the book. Yeah, I listened to the book years ago, but I didn't have a chance you know, in preparation for this, so I. I vaguely remember it i wanted to keep it as much to the movie as possible yeah, so i didn't want to confuse the two um they uh their plan was so dumb and it just happens to work in fact it's not even really a plan they sneak up on the place they get jumped they somehow win the fight when they yeah, even though they get jumped they didn't show that oddly and and they they just well, walk I know out why because uniforms. that would require fake choreography Right, they, they, they somehow walk in with the uniforms mm-hmm. to infiltrate the castle, and uh, they also accidentally kill the witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, bring the broom back. It turns out the wizard, of course, is just a con man, pretty much the same guy who was the mystic, and the same guy who was the mouth of the wizard. Yeah, I mean, at first I was like, why... You know, his mustache isn't even on straight, you know, what are they doing? And then, then I realize, oh, it's because he he is playing all the parts. Mm-hmm. And he, he's supposed to be fake. Yeah. The uh even though they discover that the wizard is just a con, mm-hmm. they still pretty much listen to him. <laughs> well he still has good advice. He he tells them, um let's see. Yeah, he tells them pretty much he gives all these populist messages about not having to like actually do anything. <laughs> well, you know, cut into the chase. Um, the the scarecrow didn't have a brain. Was given a diploma. 
the you know the, the lion who didn't have courage was given a medal. Um, yes, and the heart was just just you know amulet effectively. Yeah, and, and it, it really came down to you have it as long as you are recognized for it. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Populist reading, understandable, but I also kind of took it as um, the value of being acknowledged for your strengths. Yeah, it's it's more about the, uh, I guess, the swagger mm-hmm. yeah. than the actual substance of it in the end, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, okay. <laughs> well, and also just being acknowledged for things gives you the confidence in yourself. And, uh, so the, he's going to take her home, but it somehow fails. Well, because um, he and she jumps out of the balloon to chase after Toto and he ends up taking and, off. And he flies away, um, essentially leaving Oz himself, <laughs> leaving the one person to control all of Oz, the Good Witch. Yeah. So she has set up Dorothy to take out... Well, first Dorothy took out one of her enemies. Mm-hmm. Then she sent him to the wizard yeah. to take her home, mm-hmm. knowing that he would leave Oz too. Right. To get him out. Mm-hmm. Bonus... She, the wizard, gets her to take out her other enemy, the other wicked witch, mm-hmm. and uh, leaving Glenda to um, to rule Oz. Yeah. To rule Oz as the only powerful, uh, mm-hmm. only person with power left. Yeah, and uh, it turns out that the shoes that she had all along, uh, <laughs> the friends we were, made along the way, were the power to get out of here. I wasn't going to tell you that until after you eliminated all of my enemies. <laughs> but now that you believe this, and uh, I kind of love that the movie goes there. <laughs> it's weird because it doesn't examine it, you know? Oh, no, it does, uh... it's 39. Just making the statement is enough. Is it? Because so many people take things at face value, you know? Like, the con man giving that advice, <laughs> you know... No one's looking at the narrator, even though we know he's a con man. Uh-huh. That that it is all incredibly dubious, you yeah. know. I love those letters, and uh, yeah. And I don't know if there would have been an times. audience. Say again. The fact that she Dorothy got played multiple times and still doesn't even realize that she got played. In uh-huh. fact, the witch made her. Make the con make sense. People in power <laughs> playing the little guy. Right. She, From both sides. Because she, they made her like, well, what did you learn? I'm realizing now that this movie had depth that I didn't even realize last night while watching it. Well, it, like while I'm watching it, I'm bored out of my mind. And by the way, hilarity ensues. In fact, I think we just mm. did the entire yeah, plot we're itself. Just there. Um, and... For about three quarters of this movie, maybe two thirds, I was struggling to get through it. I was in a rough place last night psychologically. Um, so I just was not in the right place for seeing this movie. And then about two thirds of the way through, I realized it is beautifully camp. It's, yeah, it was a very tough movie to actually get through. Um, but it's, once I got 
a handle on the campiness and enjoyed that. Like every performance is way over the fucking top and everybody <laughs> commits and it's so big and colorful. I love that about it. Once I it, saw it on that level. The the color, of course, alone. I mm-hmm. mean, um, it's, it's kind of nuts, but, but yeah, the color is, uh, is the key to the movie. Hmm. Uh, just the visual spectacle of the whole thing. And was it originally in black and white or sepia? You or know, was that know. what black and white looked like at the time? Or was it just aged or falsely covered? Colored, I don't know. Yeah, I always remember the beginning just in black and white. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I've only seen it maybe once before this. And that was, of course, oh, with I... the dark side of the moon playing over it. Wow, I saw it a bunch of times as a kid. It's been decades <laughs> Since, as a kid, but... it, it it bored me just as much as a kid, honestly. <laughs> and of course, as a kid, it's like, so it's in color. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I enjoyed it as a kid, and I, I just had no interest in it in the ensuing years. And coming back to it was, I enjoyed it in a very different way. Um, and then having the whole, there was like a reading text about it and about how it, the monetary policy mm-hmm. you know symbolism of yeah. it it was like wow no wonder why i hated this thing as a kid <laughs> the beginning i completely forgot about like i knew it started in kansas in black and white but i forgot yeah. what happened by and large because you don't really pay attention to that um it really looked amazing even the sepia stuff it looked timeless the accents dated a bit yeah but they really just play to the era if you look at it from a camp perspective. Uh, until it hit Over the Rainbow, I, I was wondering if I even had the right movie because, like, the the, the overture and stuff mm-hmm. is really weird. Yeah. I knew it was a musical going in, but that still kind of annoyed me, even though that was <laughs> the best musical number in the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's like that, and if I only had a brain... Mm-hmm are really the only two good songs on this tour, really. Everything um, else Speaking of the music, I love the, nonsense. the Wicked Witch's music, or her little instrumental theme. Love that. So iconic. Uh, was that the Metallica? Oh, yo. No, well, it was... I love that music. Although I have to wonder why a 30s farm girl isn't weirded out by this creepy mystic guy. Well, that's the thing. She's just the innocent, you know? Everything is just... Uh, everything is just so earnest, and, and mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to do good. Yeah. And, you know, it, the, of course, I wonder, did Toto really bite? Toto doesn't look like a dog that would really bite like no, that. At least not in a way that's going to be harmful. You yes. Know, he he seems like, you know, if, if you really provoke him, he'll nip you. Yeah. But, Toto looks like a nipper. But he's not gonna, you know, he's not an aggressive dog by any means. Yeah. Um, the This was the blockbuster special effects movie of its time. Of course. This was the Michael Bay, George Lucas thing <laughs> of its time. Yeah, I was gonna say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it that far down I'm, Michael well, maybe Bay. maybe Michael Bay. Uh, <laughs> well, Michael Bay in terms of size and scale and money. Hmm. Um. From a visual perspective, I'm, I'm on record as not at all being a Michael Bay fan by any means, but visually he goes big and he pulls it off. Um, the twister was really nicely done for the time. Um, yeah, I imagine just that scene with the stuff flying by the window mm-hmm. was enough to be make people go like, oh, yeah. whoa, 
not even realizing that was just the warm-up right. to go into color. But that part was so clearly the beginning of a dream sequence. Yeah. Oh, they made it. They, I, I saw notes that they originally didn't make it a dream sequence. Mm. Oh, or it's okay. obvious that it was a dream sequence. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. But they thought that audiences just wouldn't buy into it unless uh-huh. it was a dream. Okay. Um, I didn't bother looking up any trivia on this because there are literally hours of, of trivia. There, there is. You there are really documentaries go worth of trivia on this film. If you're interested, it's some really up, interesting stuff. I had to look up one tidbit, though, uh, and it's from later in the movie. I don't know if we want to talk about it now. Huh. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, the you only one I, I do remember is that the Tin Man makeup. Uh, Buddy Epson was the original Tin Man, and he had an allergic reaction to the makeup wow. and had to be replaced. Yeah, they originally were going to have W.C. Fields as the wizard, but mm-hmm. something uh, yeah. something happened with negotiations. <laughs> he wanted a lot of money, <laughs> and he wasn't budging. <laughs> um, the introduction of color was beautifully done. Oh, of course. The house lands, she opens the door, and suddenly there's color. Perfect transition. It's one of the best uh, parts of the dark side of the moon yeah, synchronicity. Is that it's that last uh, bit of piano from Great Gig in the Sky uh-huh. is when the house lands, <laughs> and that goes into like the door opens and you hear the bass line it. for Money oh, Play. So the door opens when you hear the bass come in. Nice. <laughs> um, incidentally, we are reviewing Dark Side of the Moon on the Hearing this week. If you want, like that nice little double feature. Um, you know, it is hard to get that synchronized though because mm. it's digital and you only got one thing to click yeah, yeah. true um <laughs> back mm. in the day you know you could time it better You're like the third yeah. roar okay unpause i guess you get to music. use two ma- two mice anyway <laughs> maybe uh, glinda's arrival in the giant bubble reminded me of the prisoner yes <laughs> and i was complaining of that somewhere and somewhere the rainbow is a beautiful song oh yeah um, the brother is version genius judy garland did a beautiful job with it it's just musical numbers aren't my thing but then well, the music munchkin musical numbers started that's brutal i mean again coming back and you know skimming through it from a camp perspective it was kind of brilliant but I intolerable mean, in the moment they they couldn't even lip sync well you know i mean it was like, like what, what were they doing <laughs> i, I you know, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, of course, is a beautiful song, mm. but it's also, we, we've heard it oh, yeah, billions of, of times. Um, I liked Margaret Hamilton as the Wicked Witch. I think there was some nice texture there. She wasn't just over the top with it. Might have been and the just best that nuanced job performance. That did for her. Holy shit. Oh, the makeup was. Like, did you notice? And I know this was a of the time thing. They didn't go anywhere near her eyes, probably because it would have blinded her. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of noticeable. The make the other makeup jobs done on the, the rest of the party may have been toxic, but they looked amazing. I didn't like the lions. It's it's. I think it's the one that we see the most often these days, so it gets a little more scrutinized. I think the lion they they needed to blend the forehead a little bit more. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I, the scarecrow. I love. Yeah. The way. The wrinkles on the face mm-hmm. and the and the the cloth around right. his head 
the way they kind of go together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can stare at that for a while right. before you're like, oh, okay, I mm-hmm. see what they did. But and, like just seeing it for a little yeah. bit, you're kind of like, holy shit, mm-hmm. it looks like he's really made of cloth. And I loved the way Ray Bolger was moving as the Scarecrow. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, the Tin Man, to me, reads kind of gay. <laughs> the Lion, they do make a great point with him. He comes out very threatening, but he really has no courage. They hammer it in a bit too much. Oh, yeah. Over the top. But I just loved how everybody committed to these completely over-the-top characters and performances. Nobody held back in this movie, which is why, from a camp perspective, it's so good. It's, you know, that's of its time, though. You know, that's (laughs) how they they did it back then. And wouldn't it be great if every big blockbuster, big-budget special effects movie was just ridiculously over-the-top and campy? I kind of feel like they are. In their own way, I guess. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Hmm. I'm not normally a fan of the big blockbusters. If you would know, you know, if you listen to the show, you're very well aware of that. Um, yeah. I'd much rather watch my dinner with Andre than a Michael Bay movie. But you know, if they made blockbusters shorter, I'd probably watch more of them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely would have watched more of them. Uh, I mean, I know I was gonna go see Avatar, the first Avatar, once because yeah. I had a few hours to kill, mm-hmm. only to find oh no, that's over three hours. And I was like, over three hours? I watched it. It, it wasn't worth it. I, I In the in a written review on our site uh, back in the day, I referred to it as a giant blue Twinkie. Yeah. Um, the color-changing horse looked amazing. That is what I have uh, some trivia on. I had to, I had okay. to look that up because I was like... I was wondering... Did horses die in the making of this movie? <laughs> so uh, Oz fandom, oz.fandom.com or OzWiki, mm-hmm. um, this is how they did it. Um, they The ASPCA would not let them good, good. die horses. I was like, oh, cool. The ASPCA actually had some pullback then. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Mm-hmm. So technicians took multiple horses and tinted them with lemon, cherry, and grape-flavored powdered gelatin okay. to create the effect. Interesting. And they had to do it fast uh-huh. because the horses were going to lick it all off. Right, right. <laughs> so they had to... So that that is how they achieved that. They had, um, and they were all different horses because it would have been ridiculous to have dyed one, uh-huh. cleaned it off, and then dyed it again. And so uh-huh. it said they had all of these horses, one for each color. I'm just thinking about how the horses would lick it off, and I get that. But you know what gelatin is traditionally made of. I don't think it is anymore, necessarily, but particularly... Too especially. soon. <laughs> Cannibal horses. Oh, um. uh, yeah. Adorned with the corpses of their ancestors. Uh-huh. Now... We have a, a, a friend, mutual friend, Ruben, um, who we mention occasionally, who, for at least back in the day, was very fond of impersonating the Cowardly Lion, and every time he spoke, I couldn't help thinking of that impersonation. Oh, yeah. But it was at one hour, eight minutes, that I, I was like, okay, the camp perspective is coming to me, and I was enjoying <laughs> it. But I've seen like 50 sci-fi movies with worse effects. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know, not all the effects were, were zingers, but, you know, mm. there's oh, a lot yeah, of there them. There were weak that... spots, but 
like ninety percent of them were were amazing. Yeah, I I mean I imagine even like creating the flying effect mm-hmm. was just like wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean to us of course it's not going to look that good, but I, but putting ourselves in the perspective of somebody from nineteen thirty nine seeing mm-hmm. that. You know, it's like the original screening of the train, you know, running. Yeah, exactly. Um, or another one we reviewed, I think the one of the actual oldest movies we reviewed, Metropolis, Oh, A Trip to the Moon, was oh, the yeah. first, like, major mm-hmm. effects movie, which we've also yeah. reviewed. Um, the Oz reveal was brilliant and made a great point how, you know, the person in power was actually a con man. Right. Um, <laughs> And I liked the line, uh, brains are mediocre commodities. Yeah, you don't actually need a heart. You don't actually need a brain. You just need people to think you've got these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> kind of true. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if it was the screenwriters sabotaging the message or not. Or, I mean, maybe he did have it this way. <laughs> it's but... been too long since I listened to the book. Yeah, but I don't think I'd want it because this guy, the, the original writer of this, had some real, you know, sus oh, okay. motivations. Yeah, <laughs> and even though the wizard was a fraud, he still managed to fix everything. Um, which again, <laughs> I can see from a populist perspective. Well, he except well, he didn't get Dorothy home, um, but the other three he fixed. Yeah, um, but they, the, that was the point. They didn't really need him. Well, no, they didn't need him per se, but they needed him to show them how to you know, reach their potential. At least the, the three party members did. Yeah, Again, Dorothy. It, I think it was Salman Rushdie who said the why he loves this is because it teaches children that they need to solve their own problems. Yeah. <laughs> That adults don't have it figured out. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, you know, what they're going. They're, they are just waiting for this wizard to fix everything in their life. Yeah. And in fact, the song is purposely nonsensical about, you know, the wonderful whiz yeah. that he, you know. Because yeah. it's, it's all just gibberish. It's all just bullshit in the end. Yeah. And Dorothy's lesson about how, you know, everything she needed was our, she already had. What the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have been hilarious if, like, the Tin Man just turned to her like, that's what you got out of this? <laughs> For its time, though, it was probably pretty, you know, uh, salient. And it kind of makes up for the whole it was all a dream thing. Well, I'm not going to hold the it was all a dream thing. I, I know that is my biggest pet peeve for a plot, mm-hmm. but this is 1939. Yeah, I was wondering how you were going to feel about that. I feel like her getting that lesson kind of makes it okay because it doesn't just, the, the dream reveal doesn't just undo everything. It would be like, you know, squabbling about production value of a Buddy Holly song. You know what I mean? It would yeah, be yeah. ridiculous. You know, it was something that probably. Maybe it had been done a lot back then, hmm. but I doubt it was as done to death as it is now. <laughs> and no trivia, no sequels or remakes, because, you know, based on a book by Frank L. Baum, um, I know of Return to Oz, I'm sure there's a billion other things. Wrote, that... like, 
I for, he wrote a ridiculous amount of books. Mm-hmm. Um, they I, he didn't intend on writing a sequel. I saw, but the you know because it was so popular, he did. And a lot of this is from like a musical from 1902, mm-hmm. or yeah, it was like a year or so after the book came out. They put through the musical, okay. and it, my guess is they wrote somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> Right. And took like most of the music, like the lollipop guild and whatnot, from it. And I never quite understood why Dorothy or Judy Garland was such a gay icon, and then I realized, oh, somewhere over the rainbow, I get it now. And you know, these dudes are kind of, you know. Oh yes, you know? and the movies, <laughs> in you know, from again camp perspective, very very gay. But she's uh she's hanging out with her. Um, yeah. um they're so also, I, I believe, um, it was the movie. It was a Chevy Chase movie in the seventies called Over the Rainbow. Okay. Which is about kind of like a somebody it's it's kind of a behind the scenes of the making of this with all of the little people Oh yeah, vaguely just remember it. Taking over mm-hmm. like a hotel and uh-huh. just fucking chaos and Oh should be mentioned that the supposed on screen deaths are all false. None of that actually happened. My note actually says, maybe the little person had to watch this movie, and that's why he killed himself. On the brains. <laughs> uh, let's see if I've gone through all my notes. I mean, we, we've kind of, we've kind of taken a lot of different, uh, we've kind of jumped around a lot. Um, yeah, I think I've done everything. On the brains. The first two thirds, I, I, I struggled to get through. I, got, I saw that camp perspective. I kind of fell in love with it. I'm going five. Ah, uh, man, I was when I was watching it. It was it was definitely a two, mm-hmm. and then but of course the visuals I had to give. I was going up two and a half, and then I you know just thinking about just the batshit crazy mixed messages mm-hmm. this movie gives that you could take so many different things from it. Uh, I'm going three. All right, and what have we learned? Calling someone pretty isn't the act of intimidation you might think it is. <laughs> and I learned that hearts will never be practical in the, until they can be made unbreakable. And that's it for Wizard of Oz. Until next time when we'll be reviewing Star Trek. Yes, the 2009 J.J. Abrams version. Cool. Um, <laughs> I forgot that's what we had planned. Yeah. Um, so everybody who thinks, you know, it, it was too action to be Trek, you're thinking of next gen. Uh, I am also all caught up on my Star Trek and Star Wars viewing over the break. Oh. Man, it wasn't easy, but I did it, god damn it. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm behind one now. Isn't there like a new episode of Bad Batch? No, maybe oh. it's tomorrow. Oh, okay, I have to keep an eye out for that. <laughs> and until then, always remember, never forget, wherever you go in life, there you there are. There you are. There you are.